Hello and welcome to the Veg Grower Podcast. My name is Richard and I am on a mission to grow all my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and garden. Whether you're a seasoned grower or a newbie to the world of gardening, then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I share my experience, tips and challenges on this exciting journey towards self-sufficiency and sustainable living. From seed sowing to plant care and harvesting and preserving, we'll cover it all. Now this week we are looking at making a seed bed as our main subject but we also have been down on Elamont and we're going to start off with a trip in the vegetable garden. Well the first diary segment comes from the vegetable garden here at home and today is the 25th of February 2023. Weather-wise today the temperature seems to have just suddenly dropped. We're reaching about 7 degrees which is pretty chilly actually during the week it was starting to warm up and then uh, towards the end of the week it just seems to have dropped slightly this is why it's a good idea to keep an eye on the weather if you are thinking about planting any plants out these solid temperatures too cold just too cold to try and get any plants outside they will not like it so what have I been doing this week? Well, I have been pricking out some more of my plants, particularly my cauliflower and Brussels sprouts. And I've been pricking those out into plug plants. I've gone into plug plants lately. I buy trays of these plug plants makers that I just fill up with compost. And then when I prick my seedlings out, just pop them into those. And it works quite nicely, I've got to say. It gives the seedlings a bit more room to grow and develop some stronger roots it doesn't waste too much compost on those that don't survive and the plants just seem to to get better of course as they grow we need to pot them up into bigger and bigger pots and compost but that's not a problem because it's easy to do with these little plug plants but last week you may recall that i mentioned i pricked out some onions and some tomatoes well they were doing really well, it's got to be said. But what I have really noticed is the tomatoes. Tomatoes are still indoors on the kitchen windowsill, but they are starting to show their true leaves now. That tells me that they are really responding well to being pricked out. They're putting on plenty of root growth and they are going to be surviving. The growth, I've got to say, is slow but I'm not using heat this year, so it's expected for them to be a little bit slower. I'm going to be sowing more tomato seeds and and other plants as we go on, of course. Now we're coming into March, things are really going to start taking off. Something else I have been doing this week, I have a huge collection of wood. I think anybody who is into DIY seems to have a, a huge wood pile. And I've been saying that we are going to be cutting it down and burning, which we've been doing throughout the winter, which is how we've managed to save on our heating costs. Well, this week I managed to complete the cutting down of all that wood and got that into our wood store. Now, these are offcuts of wood that just needed cutting down into smaller pieces in order to fit in our chimneys, our fireplaces, etc., etc. And it's very dry wood. It would be good wood to reuse, but... <laughs> ends up just having a huge pile of wood 
in a corner of a garden which just looks messy. Now, I've still got the ivy and the privet bushes that I took down over the last few weeks to go, but they, well, the ivy is probably now ready for burning, but the privet does need a bit of time to dry out. So I'm going to have to stack those up somewhere neatly and get those ready. They'll probably be our heating for next year at this rate. Now I've been tackling the weeds in the vegetable beds, just constantly trying to keep the hoe going through these beds. It's important to try and keep on top of these weeds, of course, and remove them as soon as possible. We are starting to see some of the perennial weeds start to show themselves, so I have to dig those out with a trowel to try and remove every little bit of root out. And uh, apart from that, it's just a case of keeping that hoe running through the beds while they are empty and easy to maintain. Good thing is these beds are pretty easy to maintain now. They're not like the allotment. The weeds here don't really grow anywhere near as bad as on the allotment. Now today, I had my brother come round this afternoon because I needed his hand with a particular task. As you know, I'm turning my patio into the veggie pod garden. I had the medium veggie pod, which I've had for a few years now, coming up to four years, and it's been fantastic, I've got to say. You have heard many, many stories about me and my veggie pod. Well, I decided that the medium veggie pod was to go on a stand that has wheels. So I built the wheeled stand today. My brother came round and the two of us managed to lift the entire veggie pod off the stand onto the wheeled stand. I've got to say, the wheels on it really do make it easy to move around, which is great. It's ultimately what I want to do with this medium one. But we also moved the small veggie pod from by the kitchen window also onto the patio garden. And that's basically starting to build the veggie pod garden. Next week, I will be building the large veggie pod and getting that area completed for the veggie pod garden. But you hear all about that next week. Now, in just a moment, meet me in the greenhouse where we're going to be discussing a seed bed. Well, I'm here in my greenhouse and I'm making my first seed bed. Now, I usually sow my seeds in uh, green trays which I've filled with seed compost. These are called quarter seed trays. And I use these because they fit nicely in my heated propagators. And I've used these for quite a few years. It's always done me really, really well. But unfortunately, what I have noticed is that once I prick out the seeds, I then just end up throwing all that seed compost into the compost bin, partly because I don't want any other seeds germinating in other seeds, but also because it just seems to make sense. But it's also very, very wasteful. I end up throwing a lot of this seed compost just in the bin, and that doesn't sit well with me. I don't like waste at the best of times. So I was thinking to myself, what could I do instead? Now, I don't know when it was, but maybe a couple of years ago, I happened to watch Gardener's World. And I don't usually watch Gardener's World. I don't watch TV, in all honesty, which is why we've got rid of our TV. But this was one of the rare times that I happened to watch 
Gardener's World. And what I saw on there was Monty Don had his own seed bed. And I really liked the idea. It's where he would start many of his seeds off. What it was was a raised bed that he had cleared all the weeds completely out of, made sure there was absolutely no stones, and made the soil to a really fine tilth just by raking it over and over and over. I thought, what a great idea. And could I implement this at home? But what I realised, if I was to do this, I'm on a very hard clay soil. And what clay soil tends to do, when it gets wet, is it, it caps over, it becomes very hard and everything just sticks together. And seeds trying to break through that have a bit of a tough time to break through that soil. So... Yes, I could remove all the weeds, I could remove all the stones, and I could rake it to a fine tilth, but then I'll go and water it, and it'll just stick back together. So I didn't quite figure out a way around this. What I could do, of course, was add plenty of organic matter, plenty of compost, and plenty of sand as well to try and get that soil into a really nice fine tilth that doesn't stick back together. However, that takes time. And it also means I'm losing some outdoor growing space. So I started to think of a, a different way that I could incorporate this into my garden. And what I've come up with is what I'm going to be talking about today. What I've got is a black storage container. This is 30 centimetres wide by 45 centimetres long and 30 centimetres deep. So it's not exactly a huge storage container, but it's a nice size that I feel we can sow some seeds in. What I've done, instead of drilling holes in the bottom, I've drilled a single hole on the side about five centimetres up from the bottom. This is a bit like the veggie pod. It creates like a, a well of water on the bottom, which then just wicks up through the soil and keeping the compost moist, which the seeds will love because they're not then not getting waterlogged, but they are staying moist, which should help with the germination. Inside, I have filled up a load of perlite in the bottom to just below that drill hole, and then I filled it up with compost to about five centimeters from the top. So that gives you quite a bit of space for the roots to go down, but they shouldn't really need to go down that far. But it will work well for this. Now, I have added a bit of perlite to the compost as well, just to help it out. Perlite is a naturally found substance, which is great for absorbing moisture. It acts a bit like a sponge uh, and makes soil nice and loose. There are people who are concerned about the overuse of perlite, of course, and they've come up with alternatives, and I, I share that fear. So uh, there are options if you are not interested in perlite, but I can't recommend them until scientific studies have been completed. Anyway, move on from that. So what we've got now is our seedbed built and up and running. When I sow seeds, I pull a label in, I make a drill, a little indentation in the compost, depending on the seeds, depends on how deep. I add the seeds and I backfill and then I leave it until those seeds germinate. And I can do several rows and several different seeds. Just keeping on top of the pricking out, once they are germinated and need transplanting, is always going to be the tricky thing to do. But we, it's fine, we will get there, don't worry about that. 
Now what I could do with this box is I'll be keeping it in my greenhouse because it's going to be a little bit warmer which the seeds are going to like but I could add a bit of perspex over the top just to help it out a little bit more as well and encourage to hold on to more moisture so it's got multi-uses and once those seeds are germinated we prick them out the seed compost stays in there we reuse it over and over for an entire season so that should save quite a bit of money and of course when we get past sort of April May time we can move this seed box outside continue sowing seeds but free up some space inside this greenhouse this greenhouse is getting very very full already and we're not even into the growing season so trying to make more and more room in my greenhouse is very very important to me and the ability to move this out into another area is just going to help me I feel moving forward so yeah it's a bit of an interesting experiment shall we say this but I'm pretty certain it's going to work I have no reason to doubt why it wouldn't work but uh, I'm looking forward to trying it out and seeing just what happens now of course if you have a seed bed let me know what it's like and how you use it and what you've made it out of in fact if you could share some pictures that would be fantastic as well uh, if you haven't got a seabed perhaps you are looking at making a seabed and that perhaps this is a way moving forward that you might want to do it, it certainly feel I feel gonna save on a lot of money on seed compost etc etc right let's find out what we get up to down on the allotment <coughs> It is Sunday the 26th of February 2023 today. I am down on the allotment. I've had a really, really good morning tackling what I feel like has been a very productive day. So what have I been doing today? First of all, I came down and the first thing on my list I really wanted to tackle was Grandad's greenhouse. As you know, we've got two triangular pieces of glass needed for the corners of this greenhouse and I as you know I've had plenty of glass in this shed that I've managed to get for free just to keep available for this greenhouse but it needed cutting down to size. This week I bought a brand new glass cutter and I gave it a try but unfortunately yet again the glass ended up smashing. So it didn't work it didn't work at all it could be because the glass is old and brittle so what I think I'm going to do I'm going to give up trying to cut glass because I'm just breaking more of it and actually go to a glazer and buy the two pieces that I need I don't think it'll be too expensive to do that in all honesty it's only two pieces at the end of the day and more importantly it gets the job done I've wasted so much time just trying to cut the glass in order to complete this greenhouse I say complete it's more that the glass gets smashed over the winter months but I am thinking we may have to go to polycarbonate certainly on the other greenhouse Tim's greenhouse at some point just because I think it's going to be a little bit longer lasting so yes, that didn't quite go to plan, but what I have done, I've brought down my seed potatoes. Now, as you know, my seed potatoes are chitting in the greenhouse at home. 
well they were chitting in the greenhouse at home i've brought them down to the allotment today all except for the charlotte because the charlotte i'm going to be growing at home and i've popped those in the greenhouse just to so they continue chitting my idea being is that they need to chit anyway or they're chitting in the greenhouse they're needed on the allotment they're not needed at home i need some room in that greenhouse so i just figured it was going to be best to have the actual seed potatoes chitting in this greenhouse now i think the real cold weather although it is cold today the real cold weather has passed so we should do okay keeping these potatoes down here now on the note of seed potatoes i had a delivery this week and it was from chris who's a listener who sent me some home guard seed potatoes now i love home guard potatoes they're one of my favorite potatoes i've been trying to get hold of them this year and i've struggled i think i struggled last year as well but chris very kindly found them in his local garden center and he donated them to the podcast so ever ever so grateful for that chris um really 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 pleased and uh, i can't thank you enough for how kind you are for that so after the sea potatoes were in the greenhouse i then moved to the middle bean bed there's three beds this year that are going to be growing beans this bed i did sow some broad beans in at the back end of last year but unfortunately the cold weather did kill those bean plants off so i luckily i had a backup plan i sowed some broad beans in the greenhouse at home well those broad beans i brought down today and i have planted those into the ground they've taken up the entire bed i've given them about 25 centimeters of space between each plant basically the length of a trail put them into the ground gave them a really good watering in i'm talking nearly four watering cans of water in that entire bed to get them really well watered in and hopefully they are going to take and survive i have got a little bit of room on the end that i might be able to squeeze something else in maybe a row of peas maybe courgettes i don't know the trouble with these beds is the couch grass is pretty tricky on those i'm hoping next year these are going to be potato beds so i'm hoping that by growing potatoes in them next year they will tackle the couch grass a bit better than what uh, the beans will we will find out it's all a ongoing plan isn't it with an allotment it's always moving forward however two more beds i think we're going to get our peas in soon and the other bed will be french beans or runner beans including what i grow at home as well now the final thing that i tackled is something that i once i completed it i just suddenly feel like the allotment is starting to take shape There's an area at the bottom of the allotment where I have a few trees. I have an apple tree, a cherry tree, a hazelnut tree, a couple of gooseberry bushes. Now last week I cleared out some of the cherry trees that had self-seeded in this area. You may well remember that. But what I wanted to do was get underneath these gooseberry bushes and all the trees and clear out some of the weeds. Well I tackled that got it looking really really clear very very happy with myself for it and just by doing that I just suddenly feel like the allotment has suddenly gone up a level it suddenly feels a lot tidier now don't get me wrong my allotment is not perfect but by clearing out that one area that was really annoying me it just seems to have tidied up the whole area 
Now, while I was at it, I also pruned the hazel tree. I grow hazel for hazelnuts, of course, but also for hazel sticks. And we do have some height restrictions of something like 2.4 metres. So our trees are not allowed to get over 2.4 metres. So what I do, when they start reaching that sort of height, I prune down some of the longer sticks. And then I leave those to dry out and we will use those for growing beans up. I got about five sticks this year, but we've got quite a few from previous years as well. reason I like hazel is, one, I think they look really, really good when they have beans growing up them and they're in the ground. But two, it, unlike bamboo, I can grow this on my lawn. I'm a little bit more self-sufficient in growing hazel sticks. So that, for me, is a, a good reason to have at least one hazel tree and just constantly keep coppicing it and tidying it up. If you haven't got one, look at getting one. It's great. Well, that is this week's update from the allotment. Well, we're coming to the end of this week's episode, but I do want to give a special thank you to Eileen. Now, Eileen has shared with me her experience of growing ginger and it's been fascinating to find out a different perspective to say the least ginger and turmeric i should say actually now what she's actually used is storm lanterns that she picked up from uh, various shops and she grows her ginger and her turmeric inside that and it creates like a mini greenhouse and this is still on her windowsill which i really like the idea of we're trying to grow more ginger at the moment and particularly the turmeric. So we're going to be adopting this in the future as well. We've just got to find ourselves some storm lanterns to use for this. But I thought I'd share with that with you guys as a great idea of something that you could do as well. Before we go, I want to leave you with a recipe using cabbages. Now, cabbages are one of my favourite vegetables. We're sowing them at the moment. We're going to be sowing them quite a bit over the next few months. But uh, they are a stalwart on the, on the allotment. They are always on the allotment, so it's always worth growing. So what are we going to do with these cabbages this week is just simply shred some cabbage basically cut it up to nice thin strips and then fry it with some onions and garlic for a delicious side dish very very easy the onion and the garlic take away some of that cabbage flavor that people don't necessarily like you don't have to use a whole cabbage but um if you do you don't have to eat it all in one sitting it will last a couple of days in the fridge or it can be frozen as well so well worth trying that out if that is something you are looking out for now as always i want to thank you for listening if you have enjoyed this episode then please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform your feedback helps us improve the show and reach more people who are interested in growing their own food. If you are really enjoying this podcast and want to support me directly, you can become a supporting member by visiting my website. Supporting members get access to exclusive content and other perks, as well as a collection of seeds sent to your door each and every month. For that, I charge just £5 a month. And best of all, your support helps me keep the podcast running you can find more details on that at the veg grower podcast.co.uk 
Now, finally, I do love hearing from any listeners. If you have any questions, comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can always email me at richard at adventureground And you can also follow me on social media to find photos and updates from the Lumpton Garden, as well as contact me through social media. We'll be back again next time. So until then, please take care.